Nick Nimmin, Heather Austin, Tony Christensen, Andrea Vall, Amanda Robinson, Molly Mahoney, and Nick Carita. That's right, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is back. Learn from 30 speakers at the Northwest's longest running social media conference as they present their social media expertise September 21st to the 23rd. For more information or to reserve your pass today, visit smwcda.com. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Do you know the story about why I don't like rosés? I don't. No, that's true. Uh, growing up as a kid, my dad managed a pizza restaurant in the Seattle area that was very popular at the time called Pizza and Pipes. Pizza and Pipes? Yes. Big Oregon? Yes. Wow. That was my nickname, by the way, in high school. Big Oregon. Right wow. Edit that one out. No, no, that one's staying. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna... It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays. We've got a special episode today. But we are coming to you again from the palatial Wine Time Friday studio, which is the back deck, hmm. which is why you hear the freeway, which is why you hear chickens. But before we get any further, we have got to say happy Friday. It's wine time. Yes. So for the second time in Wine Time Friday's history, we have guests. We have the Cochrans. Before we get to the Cochrans, we should pour wine. So, and then we'll have intros. Sounds good. So this is a screw cap, a rosé. We are coming with a rooted family wines. And then uh, we're gonna toast this up and then make some introductions because we have Chris and Heidi Cochran, right here. Oh, you missed oh. One. we have Daphne here too. So the little slight sound of Daphne voice and a yellow jacket. Shelly could be leaving really quick. As could, as could Chris, but he's gonna have to, wow, how about that? He's gonna have to hop over the table. Anyway, two, health, wealth and abundance, gratitude, romance, peace on earth. And kind yellow jacket. And we have a yellow jacket killer somewhere around here. Uh, and Shelly, to your giggles. Cheers. Beautiful. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Chris and Heidi Cochran. Delicious. Introduce yourselves, please. I'm Heidi Cochran and friends of Phil and Shelly's. I love wine and they do too, and so that makes us Compatible friends. Very compatible. <laughs> <laughs> we are polar opposites politically, religiously, everything else, but wine brings us together. No. And I'm Chris Cochran. Yes, you and are. Uh, I'm not a wine person per se. I'm more of a whiskey and beer guy, but I do enjoy wine. And I know you do. Phil's taught me a lot about wine over the past oh, uh, couple years. Me and Russell. Russell first, then, yeah, he's much more. Yeah. That's for the beer podcast. 
It could be. Yeah. 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 So we've got a Corona for you for later. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Not really. We have a lot of microbrews here, which will probably break out for Chris. But let's let's talk about this. So these are Rooted Family wines. Um, would you please share a little bit of the story of your background with Steve with Rooted Family Wines? Uh, sure. Yeah. So Steve is, uh, we work for an organization called Innovation Collective, and Steve is our vice president of operations. And so Steve is uh, owns a winery uh, that was originally called Elevage. Now they've um, pivoted to uh, Rooted Family Wines. And so when he, last year for Christmas, he sent up our team a bunch of wines, and I had them, and was blown away by them. Uh, so my relationship with him now extends to we may or may not be helping each other learn about our respected crafts. So he's sending me wines and I'm sending him beers and we're exchanging them and trying it out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. This is 100% Grenache Rosé. Yes. And the uh, the next wine we're having is actually quite pink. That'll be really interesting. This 2019 Engagement Grenache Rosé. Paso Robles. By the way, did I say that right, Shelly? Paso Shelley? Robles. We're going to have our birthday party there next year because stupid Rona is getting in everybody's way. I was going to say, this, by the way, is the same Chris Cochran that made fun of me. It's true. For having a rosé at an Innovation Collective happy hour on a Friday. Yes. Texted me and said... What did you say? I want to hear you the real say thing. Word for word? Word for word this I time. I said, hey, nice rosé. Are you on your period? There you go. I cleaned it up the last time I brought this up, but uh, I needed everyone to know. This is the same Chris Cochran, and in his hand right now, he has a rosé. Yes. So I love this rosé. It's really good. I, I typically don't like rosés. Do you know the story about why I don't like rosés? I don't. No, that's uh, Growing up as a kid, my dad managed a pizza restaurant in the Seattle area that was very popular at the time called Pizza and Pipes. Pizza and Pipes? Yes. Big Oregon? Yes. Wow. That was my nickname, by the way, in high school. Big Oregon. Right wow. Edit that one out. No, <laughs> no, that one's staying. <laughs> I'm gonna go, that. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> you know, just, I, I digress. All of these episodes, I pull something in the middle of the episode, I put it in the front end as a tease to get oh there you go as a tease mm. and it and then it goes right into the wine time fridays intro music and everything guess what's going to be at the tease right there my review of elevage wines hopefully um, <laughs> no it'll be by the, the way steve right now is going i organ. can't believe i trusted this guy with my wines exactly so, right so my dad managed this pizza restaurant and back in the 70s and 80s as you know if you went to a pizza restaurant like that you weren't getting a bottle of wine you were getting industrial sized box wines and those box wines had a plastic bladder on the inside of them that all the wine was kept in and so my sister and I thought it was funny to take those wines and blow those bladders and blow them up like a balloon and so you can imagine I'm like six or seven years old and this terrible boxed rosé is probably like Martini and Rossi, Asti Spumanti or something. I know that's not what it is, but something like that. And the flavor of that is what all rosés taste like. Interesting. Yeah, so it's those childhood are... trauma that I don't like rosés. Yeah, it's PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> this rosé, however, I love. Yeah. Because there are good rosés out there. Yes. Well, they probably had Lancer's rosé, too, because they poured that back then at pizza yeah. places. That's oh. probably what it was. The Lancer's. Probably, yeah. yeah. I was in a wine shop Oh, Pilgrims today. I was in Pilgrims today shopping for really good 
vegan things because we have Heidi here and we want to make sure she's being served food that she can eat. Thank you. And um, and I and I said something to the effect, show me, what do you got new? He's like, what do you want to see? I said, just show me something. He says, everything's great here. I said, oh, so you have, uh, you have, if you have yellowtail, that wouldn't be great. Well, we don't have yellowtail. And if you have a white Zinfandel, that wouldn't be great. No, we don't serve that either. So not everything is fantastic. And the, right. and the white Zinfandel, which uh, our assistant has recently told us she loves, and we had to break the news to her, probably will not be in the house ever. No. <laughs> sure. But we're, we're, we're introducing her to some wines, which is great. She's assisting you in the important things, and you're teaching her about wines. That's right. That's exactly. That's a win-win. It is a win-win. How do you nailed it? So this is fantastic. 100% Grenache. Love it. And uh, in 2018, there were only 56 cases produced. Oh, so he did say, uh, the, the I think it was the rosé, that the two, the, we're, what we're having is 2019. The 2018 was identical. <laughs> and he said he likes to stay consistent. It's yeah. still this the is same Steve. amount of cases because that is very boutique. Yeah, it is boutique. And my favorite part about this wine is typically most rosés are either too sweet or too uh, coppery in, coppery. in taste. Yeah, like a metallic taste, in my experience anyway. And that's why I don't like rosés. I don't like sweet wines anyway. No, we're, we're not so much either. I mean, there's a time and a place for a, like a, a sweet wine, yeah. like a late harvest or dessert oh, yeah. wine or something like that. Absolutely a play, time and a place for it. But this is, and please have some more. This is 13.9% alcohol. 13.9 for the rosé. For the 2018. We don't have statistics on that. He says identical. Yeah. And uh, these are about t uh, 25 bucks a bottle. They are not available in North Idaho. But they are available to be shipped. And yes, he does two-day shipping. I know. I saw that. That's yes. fantastic. So you could really wow your friends by having some of this wine in your house. For, this would be great for We like, took this wine to a happy hour with a bunch of, uh, one of the, um, two of the people the um, happy hour used to run uh, a, a wine shop. One of them used to work in the cheese industry exclusively. They are all very familiar with good wines. Like we go there and we're those dudes who like the wine that we bring for these events is like showing up with a Corona. They show up with wines that you're like, holy crap, what is this? I'm putting in my mouth. And they're like, yeah, you'll never get this again. And so we showed up and I brought this and they were all floored by it. Really? They're like, yeah, where can it, I get this wine? I mean, this is really good. And and so let's real quick talk about what we're, we're getting on the nose. And it's pretty chilled. And Steve asked for it to be chilled. It's probably not as chilled as it needs to be, but the warmer the wine, the more the notes will come out. And a little, little, little hints of strawberry. Oh, yours is gone. Just a little bit more. Gabby, Heidi. I told you it's not a sip at night for me. No. Oh, good. <laughs> um, do we have a guest room anymore? I don't know. <laughs> do we have a motorhome in the driveway? Sleep with the turtles. Yeah, they're they are going. The tortoises are going to bed. One came out today. The other did not. By the way. Do you realize what day today is? September 11th. Oh, yeah. So, I would like... I would like to... Wait, do you want what's on the nose first, or do you want September yes. 11th? See, this is what happens with me. I want what's on the nose. What are you getting? I, I did get the strawberries out of that. 
A lot of strawberries. Mm -hmm. I see, I'm not getting a lot, I'm getting light. I'm getting a lot of strawberries. I almost get like a lemon scent. Citrus? Like That's citrus. really interesting. It's really bright. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is super bright. I wonder if our assistant. Like, if this was a right perfume, now. I would wear it. <laughs> Really? No, seriously, if this was well, the, put a little bit so on your it's wrist. It's flower. <laughs> no, actually, I, I think it's the fruity. It says the big organ. Citrusy smell. I'm smelling that I like. Guess what your nickname is forever. There are worse nicknames to have. That's true. What did you call me? Oh my God, no! <laughs> Nothing. I said put a little on your neck and see what happens. Oh. <laughs> what are you getting, Shelly? I got the strawberry. And you got nothing now. I got nothing now. So. Here, let me just do this. You're gonna have the rest of mine. So I don't have to try to pour you. There you go. Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is back in Coeur d'Alene for the third year in a row, presenting now 30 expert speakers on all things social media. The Pacific Northwest's longest running social media conference is designed to empower local brands and professionals with a deeper understanding of the strategies, tactics, and tools they need to advance themselves and their organizations in the ever-changing fields of social media and digital marketing. Learn from experts like Kim Garst, Nick Nimmin, Heather Austin, Tony Christensen, Andrea Vall, Amanda Robinson, Molly Mahoney, and Nick Carita, just to name a few. And for those who think conferences are too overwhelming or you can't justify three days away from the office, there is also the Social Media Summit Inner Circle Master Class. With each class presented by an expert in social media marketing, you'll have time to implement what you've learned before the next session. Be sure to visit smwcda.com for more information on Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle. September 11th, do you guys remember where you were and what you were doing when you heard about the 9-11 attacks. What do you mean by that? Uh, the day did something happen on it? The day yes, uh, 2002. I should say 2002, uh, September 2001. 11th. 2001? Yeah, that... where were you? Do you remember 2001 at all? No, apparently not. Uh, just checking to see if you guys knew the year, and you did. You passed. We did. So, 2001, <laughs> September 11th. Well, we lived in Seattle. My kids were... How old were they? Four, six, and eight? Early in the morning. I was getting them ready for school, and you called. Chris called me from his office. We were youth pastors then. And uh, he said, turn on the news, and I did. And we sat in our pajamas all day and cried. Wow. The kids did, and I didn't take them to school, and it was awful. And every plane was landed in Seattle. It was silence. Yeah. Absolute silence. There wasn't... The birds weren't even chirping in Seattle. It, it was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Shelly, how about you? I know you've got some memories. We were in Orange County, and kids are getting ready for school. Tyler, my son, I was watching morning cartoons. Probably wasn't cartoons, because he was in... He was the History Channel. It was probably the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And then that came on the news, and um, there was a DJ in... California called Rick Dees. The Weekly Top 40. Rick Dees, Disco Duck. <laughs> Disco Duck, yes. And he did a really good job of covering the whole thing. Wow. He just switched right out of 
DJ mode and, and into journalism. Yep. He, he did a good job. Chris, anything to add on Heidi's story? Yeah, I was. Um, I used to listen to. You'll remember Mark and Brian. Oh, uh, the radio yeah. show. Love them. And I used to listen to them on my way to work every morning. In Seattle. In Seattle. Yeah, they were on for a short time there in Seattle. Oh, I did not. I never knew that. And uh, well, it was at the same time they were trying to make their big crossover into television and other things. Okay. They're and very so I remember funny. I was driving down. I know exactly where I was at, and I turned on the radio. I was right on 24th Street in Ballard. I turned on the radio, and they're talking about America being attacked. And I'm like, this is the sickest joke they've ever told on their show because right, right. they would do pranks and stuff like that once in a while, and it was always yeah. just funny stuff. And I'm yeah. like, this is, re-. and I and I had it took me a good five minutes to realize they weren't kidding. And so that's when I was like rushing. I I called Heidi and was like, now you got to turn the television on. So that's where I was at. So yeah. I was uh, living just above Lake Union, hmm. freshly off a split with my former wife. But I needed to go pick up my girls and take them to school. So I was driving in West Seattle, and I listened to Mitch in the Morning. Mm. Mitch Levy. Yep. Sports Radio, 950 KJR. And he wasn't talking about sports. And like Rick Dees, he he transitioned very quickly into a reporter. It was really impressive, but I had no idea what was going on, too. Because these guys were basically all watching the TV and trying to report via what they were seeing right. and uh, that was 19 years ago yeah. wow long time yeah Daphne amazing. where were you you have to I talk about I have a mic I was at the hospital um, and the all the patient rooms had their TVs on and it was just absolutely bizarre you thought it was an accident when you first saw it and then the second one came and you knew that was not an accident yeah. It was terrifying. We were all glued to the TV, and I couldn't stop because I had patients to take care of. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going through this whole uh, pandemic, and, and we talk about the unknown. And in reality, we wake up every day with the unknown. We go to sleep with the unknown if yeah. we wake up. And, and that day was ma- unknown magnified. Uh, the pandemic is unknown but it's really no different than any other day. We just don't know what's going on. I know we've got another wine to try, and we're at 16 minutes, but that's okay. Okay, here we go. Enough of the uh, bringing bringing the monk down. (laughs) You're bringing down the monk. We've got Rooted Family Wines, the California Girl. We've got a California Girl sitting right across from us, Shelly Webb. But before we do that, we'll do a quick toast. And this is a quick toast. Cheers. To all those who lost their lives on 9 Yes. To all those that lost their lives in 9 Free for you to bring it back down. Yeah, thank you for that, Chris. I can always count on you. And the first responders and Shelly's mm. giggles. Say it. I can't drink my wine. Cheer your kisses. Thank you. Gosh. So I smelled this while we were talking about the mm-hmm. the crappy stuff, and I'm like, this smells really good. Yes. And so I just tasted this. Uh, who, Shelly, do you have some info on what's in the California Girl uh, blend? I just want to clarify the crappy stuff. We weren't talking about the rosé. No. no. It was talking. I was talking about the whole 9/11 crap. That's to me. That's crappy stuff. 
and and I get real cranky about things like that. And I don't like living in the negatives, so I try to elevate to the positive. And yes, I'm talking with my hands, and no one can see. Year? This is 2019. Okay, great. So this is a white blend. Of? 36% Viognier, 33% Grenache Blanc, 31% Roussin. Yeah, that's it. And also still from So I think this has been on oak. Yeah, I smell it too. I mean, and I, I'll bet it's a little bit of, I mean, a, a a, a bit you of smell a, a lot of oak. I, I, I smell. smell I don't. I don't yeah. think it's uh, over the top, but it's See, definitely lot, there. I get a lot of like greens, like uh, like arugula. Arugula. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And like uh, um, there's a there's a bitterness on the finish to this that I can't put my finger on. I, I talked with Steve about this. On the very back of your palate, mm. there's this awesome bitterness that is. It's not tanniny. It's it's sharper than a tannin, but it's not bad. It's not like I said that sharp sounds like a negative thing. It's not negative at all. And this is I'll, I'll be honest. This is my favorite white wine. Yeah, you have mentioned that before. Uh, this nice. has got a great finish to it. Yeah. It's pretty long too. I and love it. For that much Viognier, I would expect and Roussin, I would expect it to be sweeter tasting. And I know. Yeah. It's very dry. Yeah. I mean, we got Viognier and Roussin. It's just super balanced. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, I, the last sip I had was about 30 or 40 seconds ago. And I just got a little something that just kicked Ew. in. Oh. Hmm. A little toast. Oh. A little toast. I like it. Daphne's yeah, like going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, we toasted like five minutes ago. I'm used to drinking wine out of a box. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have a red wine from, uh, it's called Lineage, and so excited for this. And yes, we will open it and hear the pop. Mike Alton, Desiree Martinez, Adam Cronister, Aaron Sell, Jen Herman, Jesse Jameson, and Carrie Wilkerson. That's right. Social Media Summit Quarter Lane is back. Learn from 30 speakers at the Northwest's longest-running social media conference as they present their social media expertise September 21st to the 23rd. For more information or to reserve your pass today, visit smwcda.com. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Okay, <clears throat> welcome back uh, to our 21st episode of Wine Time Fridays, your podcast. Your podcast can now officially drink. That's exactly right. It's now what? They can officially drink. It's 21st. Oh, that's right. So, uh, Chris asked, as he noticed this red wine was not open, he asked, is there any reason that we didn't open it before? And we said we like the pop. We like it when it spikes right up there into the red. This is good sound. You're so dramatic. I though. am dramatic. Do you, you like your wine like you like your baseball player, players with a little bit of pop? A little bit of pop, a lot of pop. Uh, it just doesn't happen with the Mariners. By the way, do you know I won most dramatic in high school? No, you said you wanted to. You no, the I girl didn't. said you were the most dramatic. I won the award for most dramatic. I wanted, to, I wanted the most 
the, the best sense of humor, and freaking Brett Mowry wanted. Stupid. Where's word. Brett now? Brett's, That's what I want to know. He's around. World-renowned comedian, but let's not go there. Okay. No, he's not. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. But I'll tell you what, I am going to uh, have to tag Brett, and I don't think he's on Facebook, so that's not going to work. All of these sounds of these wonderful pouring sounds, and this one, Shelly's coming up. Oh, oh. Yeah. one in my forehead. <laughs> Chris is basically pouring this on his face. God, I have so much material in which to pull from. Yeah, let's just do that. Okay. So, 21st. Oh, you know what? We need to toast this. Yes. Let, let's talk about this. because It's very grape juice looking. Okay. It's very thick. Very dark. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have to toast every wine. Okay. Oh, just, they're just curious. Okay. The, the ground rules. Different people's homes are different. So I don't know. Well, there, there's other people's homes and there's the right way of doing things. Well, in my home, it's just open drink. <laughs> well, we'll get you up to the toasting. It's a new bottle. We toast a new bottle. Mm. And we're not going to go a long one. Boom. Boom. And cheers. Cheers. That is a... <laughs> Carol the bells and to your giggles. <laughs> Say it. Stop. It's my favorite part, though. <laughs> it doesn't have to happen four times a night. It's with every freaking bottle of wine. John and Dottie do it every bottle of yeah, wine. But do they do it four times a night? To your face. They probably do. Yeah. So That's now we have a John and John and, big cherries. Big cherries. Dark cherries. Mm -hmm. My God, licorice. A little bit of tobacco. Licorice? Blueberries. That's very mm. dark berries. We agree on that. You're getting tobacco in there. Wet tobacco, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> this is really fun. Yeah. Oh. See, I told you, Shelly, this is worth staying friends with Chris and Heidi. <laughs> Oh, wait until you Thank meet you my other friends. <laughs> your other friends? I can't, I'm not sure what you're referring to, Big Oregon. <laughs> and you mean, by, the, by that you mean the state of Oregon. The state of Oregon. Oh, I'm not gonna, oh There's wow. Some, um, Isn't that delicious? Oh my God. You could almost like marinate steak in that. So, that we had a wine the other night that was a Pinot Noir, and Daphne said, this is like I'm chewing it, i like, Daphne is learning wine because it this is chewy also. Really chewy. John Travolta. John Travolta's try uh applying in. We've got another uh, name drop there. Or Justin Bieber. Same thing. The Biebs lives here? Oh he's here all the time. He was here this weekend. Yeah, because he doesn't have a career. <laughs> Sorry. He kinda does. You can't say that. I can say that, I just did. Um, I, I know everyone who comes in. Okay. If you know people from Black Rock, they see him. Yeah, because they stay at Black Rock. I was going to talk about episode 21, which Mitch Levy does on his new podcast all the time. He puts a yeah. a, base, a, yes. a, a sports number. Yes. They talk about it for, I don't know, about an hour and a half before they actually yes, they start actually their podcast. Do. Way too long. Way too long. Mitch, if you're listening. So uh, what are you guys getting on this? Because this is really delicious. So, oh my gosh! What's really interesting chocolate. to me about this wine? Chocolate, good. Oh yeah. You smell that? Yeah. Um, it's uh, like chocolate cherry, like cordial cherries. Yeah. There you go. I was gonna say bitter oh, yeah. chocolate, but that's Dark. better. Mm -hmm. 
chocolate cordial mm-hmm. cheese. Yeah. cheap kind. No, 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 no. <laughs> all cherry cordials are great. No, they're not. I know they're not all made the same, but they're all really good. So I like that. This is a 2000... uh, 19, no, 18, sorry. 16, my bad. 2016 lineage. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yep. And so this is why Chris asked if we were going to uh, let this breeze a, a little bit. 100% Syrah, yeah. You almost don't need to. It's so, delicious right out of the bottle. One thing about this wine that really blew me away is Syrahs tend to be, in my experience, a little more delicate than this. Really? And a lot more spicy than spicy, this. Spicy, yes. I get uh, like dirty and, and smoky and yeah. things like that. But this actually has a flavor profile. If there was a way to put a wine on steroids, this is almost like a Pinot on steroids. A little bit, It has yeah. the tannins of a, of a Pinot. Um, but it also has a lot, of, but it's like a, the Cab Sav traditional like version of a Pinot. It's what I've always wanted a Pinot to be. This is a 2016 that could be laid down for another five, six, seven years. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh, in my opinion. And the oh, legs yeah. on this is really nice. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Daphne, we'll talk about legs later. <laughs> really nice. Okay, real quick, and now we're going to revisit a few of these, especially this one. I want to let this breathe a little bit. Number 21. Oh, man. Give me a great player that's number 21. Because we're going somewhere with this. It doesn't have to be baseball. No, I know. I'm trying to think of any athlete with number 21. It has to be some. Primetime. He was number 21. I thought he was 23. Dion? Yeah. 21. Dion. Oh, nice. San Antonio Spurs. Probably one of the all-time... Duncan. Oh. Tim Duncan. Oh, I forgot about Tim Duncan. <laughs> See, I've erased best basketball from my memory because, because they, got they stole the Sonics. my Sonics. You know what? Shelly and I interviewed a, night, a guy named Nick Carita, who is one of the uh, presenters, speakers for Social Media Summit, Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. Talking about Alexa skills. Shameless plug. How you can use them in your business. He worked for the Sonics. Really? The year they drafted Kevin Durant. Oh, oh then he would know a friend of mine. Probably. Yeah, I have a friend who worked at Key Arena during that time. But Nick Creed is no longer a friend of mine because he moved to Oklahoma City. <laughs> oh. uh, he's dead to me. He's a yeah. son of a bitch. Yes, he is. Nick Creed, we'll tag him too. He can listen to this. <laughs> I bet he told some secrets. <laughs> I'll bet he did. All I says, Clay Bennett is a piece of crap. Mm. All I'm saying. Not like this wine. This wine is fantastic. Clay Bennett, oh. piece of crap. Taste it now. And it's is it also really starting to open up? Mm-hmm. Only 48 It just backed off the, wow. the cherry just backed off. And no, li- now it's a little bit of licorice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The chocolate came forward. Whoa, there's something else, too. God, it just... It sticks to I the know. roof of your mouth. you got to put your nose right in there, Daphne. That's a tannin. And sometimes if you cover the, the glass like this and trap those uh, Flies? notes in there and then... <laughs> Flies. Oh. Really, really licorice. Really chocolate. Mm. All right. How about Roberto Clemente? This is a little before my time, but he yes. He passed away when he shouldn't have. Yes. But those are the overall number 21s. How about the top Mariner number 21? Chris Cochran. Oh, my gosh. I, don't, I can't believe I, don't, I can't think of a... Richie Sexton? Richie Sexton? No, no, he was 14. How about David Segui? David Segui? Yeah. 
How about this one? Uh, I would be that? okay not remembering David Segui. Franklin Gutierrez. Oh, oh really? Yep, number That's 21. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm working up. Ruben Sierra was number 21 for oh, a yeah. short stint in Seattle. And uh, Taylor Motter. Long hair and everything. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of Bucky Jacobson the other day. Oh, my because God. Because I, I saw a Facebook post about Mariners who were going to make a big splash and then, like, fizzled out into nothing. And, like, yeah. Bucky was one of those oh, for me. Mark yep. Sanchez. What? Mark Sanchez was 21? No. He was going to make a, a... A big splash, and then he was like basically exposed that he's not a very good quarterback. Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about <laughs> Mr. Mariner? Dave Winfield was... Dave Winfield never played for the M's. I'm talking about Al Alvin Davis. Oh, Alvin Davis. Dave Winfield did play for the Mariners. For a cup of coffee. Like a season or two? Yeah. Dave Win Winfield. Alvin Davis is number 21. How did I know? Well, I see how I was a kid then. He's Mr. Mariner. I know. They call him Mr. He was Mr. a kid then. I was a little kid. So was Alvin Davis. He was like 19, 20, 21, something like that. First base. Mr. Mariner. Yep. I think they call him Mr. Mariner, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's all that I got for number 21. Yep. No, no, Todd Cruz, don't know him. Ken Clay, don't know him. Mark Hill. You don't know Mark Hill? I'm just kidding. 1980? No. <laughs> uh, he went to my high school. <laughs> oh, my God. Shelly just made another joke. <laughs> and Tom McMillan, 1977. Really? That's almost like the... Uh, 76 is when they started, right? 76. Hey, what comes after 75? 76. That's, That's spirit. Oh my god. We're gonna That's a go Three Stooges reference. We're gonna go ahead and cut the cro Cochran's off. Um, or not. Okay. Shelly Webb. Yes. Social media tip of the week. Social media tip of the week is to keep all your social media names the same on every platform. As close as you can. It's funny you should say that because I am speaking at Networking CDA on Tuesday and I have 15 minutes and I'm like, what the hell am I going to talk about? That's exactly what I'm talking about oh, no. is, no, is to be consistent all the way through on all your platforms, uh, on your brand, uh, your your culture should come through on the all the... Same name if you can, the same bio. Same logo. Know, same. The same everything. Websites that you're leaning to if you can. Sometimes How many you websites are you going to have as a business? Well, you can do that, but I mean, sometimes your name is not available. So you have to get something close. Well, and Twitter's got so many character limits. Twitter has character limits, and they also do not release names that have not been used in eons. Really? Yes, they do not release Bolsters their um, user base. Uh, so much to do about false accolades. So an interesting thing is that I read an article about things that millennials are no longer caring about and one of them was Twitter. Is that right? Really? I've never ever been on Twitter. Uh, Ken Koop. Kube does. Yes, he was I've been on Twitter since Twitter. early days. I was in like the first public beta. Uh, what number are you? 250,000 something? I don't know. You're about 18,000. 18? Oh, yeah. really? 
I think I'm 21,000. I I got on Twitter um, right after South by Southwest where they exploded. Uh, what year? 2005, six. Really? Yeah. In fact, for a lot of time, I was on Twitter with no Facebook. Yeah, Interesting. Me too. I started on Twitter. She had all these conversations. When with- I. When I started with Twitter, the first iPhone came out in 2007, and there wasn't a Twitter client for the iPhone, and so there was a company called Twinkle that made a Twitter client oh that you God. could use. Twinkle? Yes. Never heard of Twinkle. And uh, in the city of Seattle, where I was living at the time, um, iPhones were so rare that if you saw someone using an iPhone, you would take their picture and post it to Twinkle, because odds were... From you your could... flip phone? No, from your iPhone. No. You would take the picture of the person with the iPhone. No, no, no. If you have an iPhone, oh, okay. you could get Twinkle. Nobody else could get Twinkle. It was only on the iPhone. Okay. So you would take a picture of something using an iPhone, and chances were very good that they were going to see themselves getting their sniped picture. Oh, sniped. And it was a, it was a game, and you would post it on your on your Twitter feed, and people would be like, "Ah, oh, I got caught by somebody else." Did Wesley Snipes cash in on that mm, being sniped? Did not. No. Okay. Probably not. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Anything else we want to say? We're going to revisit this a little bit. Yeah, the red. Because it is changing. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Now, I'm getting more alcohol now yes. in the nose, which is interesting. You are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Less. Yeah, I get a little bit more. I'm getting velvety tannins. Yeah, I was going to say, mine's back to cherries. Velvety. Velvety tannins. Like a smooth chocolate. Mm-hmm. So tannins Velvety can rip your tongue apart, but the nice smooth tannins are really nice. Mm-hmm. Shall you, real quick, do you want to teach about tannins and how you test for those? Come on. Again? Yes. Once. So the easy way to test for tannins is to get a grapeseed, a red grapeseed, and chew it up, and that feeling that you have in your mouth when you chew that up, that's tannins. I like the one that you did where you take the wine in your mouth and you go and breathe it in, well, uh, breathe yeah, it in you over it your tongue. Like that makes me choke every time I try to do that. <laughs> can, like, can you do the same thing by chewing up the skin home. of the wine, the, the grape, like your, the skin? You'd have to get a kind of a lot of skin. Okay. Yeah. But it's that chalky feel on the back your, of your it tongue. It should make your cheeks pucker. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. And it feels kind of like a coating. This definitely has that. It does, but it will go really well with food, Mm. Mm -hmm. which we're going to have shortly. And sorry for those of you who are listening, do not get to have any of that. Well, they could eat food while they're listening. They can. Probably will not be listening while having this wine, unfortunately, but we will start teasing this well before, and maybe they will start buying from Steve down. They should, and they should drink along with this because this is a fantastic drink. Yeah, it really is. Uh, any parting shots? If you want this wine, you need to get it fast because it's very limited production. Look in the show notes. You will see, uh, I will put the website and you just go there and they will send it to you within 48 hours, 46 sometimes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we had something sent to us recently from a, uh, assisted living about a mile and a half from here and it went all the way to Spokane and all the way back into Coeur d'Alene. And it did it in about 36 hours. Because that's our post office. That's our post office. It keeps them employed. 
with a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes a lot less overwhelming. Thank you to the Cochrans for being our guests. Number two, the last one was Lindsay and Brian, May 6th, and uh, even a little bit of Daphne in here. Hmm. Yeah. I won't hold it against you since your first guest was your daughter. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> and Shelly, you have something to sound. <laughs> Kim Garst, Nick Nimmin, Heather Austin, Tony Christensen, Andrea Vall, Amanda Robinson, Molly Mahoney, and Nick Carita. That's right. Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is back. Learn from 30 speakers at the Northwest's longest running social media conference as they present their social media expertise September 21st to the 23rd. For more information or to reserve your pass today, visit smwcda.com. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting winetimefridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily wine conversations. We invite you to join us again next week when we have a conversation over another glass of wine. Until then... Here is our toast to you, to health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, and of course, romance.